Welcome to Open Source News. Folks, this is my third report today. I've done two lives, two live streams. That is, if uh, you'll notice, I've uh, it's too late today. I ditched the, uh, the bow tie, cool bow tie. It is a patriotic bow tie, but I want to be a little bit loose because I got a little hot under the collar. Um, I, I'm currently in California. I'll be back uh, to my home in Utah week after next. I'm here uh, taking care of business. Uh, if you're not familiar, we have business interests outside of what we do here on YouTube. And I found myself uh, in the bank. And that was, I was walking out, a black gentleman, older black gentleman, walked in with a MAGA hat wearing red. And I said, oh, good afternoon, sir. I go, I love your hat. And he says, I appreciate that, young man. Now that I'm in my 40s, I appreciate it more when people call me young man. And I said, a shame what happened today. And he looked me right in the eye and said, today we officially have become a third world country. So there you have it, folks. Put down your calendar, 4-4-23. United States became not just a banana republic, not just a Marxist country, but a third world country. By the way, big hug and much love to Nana and Jerry, who are watching this show. Okay, President Trump stepping into court like a total bad A, according to Greg Kelly. I mean, wouldn't you rather have a guy like this? Lead? I, I never understood the animus toward President Trump. Yeah, he's pretty pretty bad A. I, I want that in a president. I don't want a pansy weak president. Let's get into a little bit more detail on the good news. New York Judge Juan Mercan did not impose a gag order on President Trump, as was reported or suspected might happen. But he still may do it because he gave President Trump a warning. A gag order requires an individual to refrain from making public comments. Critics of the DA's case against Trump were alarmed by reports that Trump would not be allowed to make public statements to the press about the charges against him. On Tuesday afternoon, Trump was charged with 34 counts of falsifying business records in the first degree. Trump pleaded not guilty. Okay? He's not going after the judge. He noted there were some issues that might cause a conflict. And this is what this is what uh, his attorney was saying clarifying Trump's comment that the former president said the judge hated him. Yes, the, the, the judge does hate him. These are hateful leftist people. He's frustrated, he's upset, but I'll tell you what, he's motivated. It's a political uh, prosecution. The indictment itself is boilerplate. There weren't really any surprises. It's really sad and we are going to fight it. Now, Abby Phillips over at Inside Politics at CNN tweeted out. Uh, oh, I skipped here. I got this out of order. But uh, Kyle Griffin at NBC News. In court, Trump showed no discernible emotion. He did, however, noticeably sigh when the judge warned he could be removed if he was disruptive. Trump sighed and said, I know. Now let's go to the quote um, from CNN in which the judge has threatened Trump with a gag order if he continues supposedly inciting violence. 
This is what uh, Abby Phillips said. The George, the judge warned President Trump not to make any statements that would incite violence against any officials. Now, of course, it's open up to in- interpretation, right? They're still trying to blame January 6th on President Trump, even though he said, let's peaceably protest. So if President Trump says, says this is unfair, they're going to say, that's a dog whistle. He's inciting violence against officials and then come with a gag order. So it seems like the judge is threatening him, not with a gag order, but be quiet or I'm going to officially put a gag order on. Here's uh, here's what we were told happened in the court today. And, and Brian Yannis, Jake was in the courtroom and he has the indictment. Jake and Brian, what can you tell us? All right, Martha, Jake Gibson is the Department of Justice producer. Jake, what can you tell us about the charges in the indictment? So 34 charges. They're felony charges for falsifying business records in New York. And then also within that, using those records to help suppress a story that may have done damage to his campaign. Those. Oh. What a crime. What a crime. Not wanting negative news that might hurt you in a campaign. Of course, everything that President Trump does is a crime. Those are the charges, 34 of them. Um, Mr. Trump walked in, President, former President Trump walked in. He seemed to, he seemed to have a bit of a swagger. He's, he looks stoic. He looked- yeah, he's got a swagger because he's bad A. He knows this is bogus and he, know, he knows that unless... Democrat math comes in again. He's got 2024 sewed up. It's all his for the taking. Stone-faced. He uh, he pled not guilty. He said not guilty. Um, at, at some point, the prosecution brought up all of the social media posts that he has that he has put out recently, including the one where he's holding a bat next to D.A. Bragg. And the, the, the prosecution said this is, this is, you know, could be looked at as inciting violence. And we- that it could be looked at as inciting violence as BLM, Antifa, AOC, Kamala Harris, actually say, uh, Maxine Waters, all have said things that actually are calling for violence, but they get a free pass. President Trump says something and it can be possibly construed as a dog whistle for violence and they want to gag him. We, they wanted Judge Merchan to, it seemed like they wanted him to give a, 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 a gag order. Judge, Justice Merchan said that, no, he wouldn't give a gag order, but he said to Mr. Trump and to his attorneys, I, I don't want to see this anymore. I don't want to see the next time that I see something like this, I might have a different idea about what I should do. In other words, hey, if I see this again, I might give you that gag order after all. I have no idea where that accent just came from. Did have some really good honey barbecue wings a little while ago. A little spicy kick to it. Maybe that's why. His attorney said that, look, this case has been, they've been investigating this for three years. There's been selective leaks that are harming former President Trump. And it's unthinkable that he wouldn't be allowed to defend himself. That is. Yeah. And of course, the leaks are a bigger problem when it comes to felonies and broken laws than what President Trump has done. All right, uh, more information on, uh, <laughs> I, I reported on this on the previous one. We got a little bit more information. Congratulations. This is from Har- Harmeet Dillon. 
Congratulations to President Trump on this final attorney fee victory in his favor this morning. Collectively, our firm obtained over $600,000 in attorney fee awards in favor in the meritless litigation initiated by Stephanie Clifford, a.k.a. Stormy Daniels. Interesting. And then Eric said, breaking, the Ninth Circuit just awarded Trump $121,962.56 in attorney fees from Stormy Daniels. Order just released. This is in addition to the roughly $500,000 she already owes him. The irony that the Ninth Circuit would award these additional attorney fees to be paid by Stormy Daniels against President Trump on a BS litigation against President Trump while he is getting 34 felony indictments for supposedly doing things having to do with silencing Stormy Daniels. You can't make this stuff up. And if you were like me, you noticed the 500000 she already owes him. She's in the negative. Uh, now, let's talk about when the actual trial is going to happen. Alvin Bragg asked Judge Mar- Marchin, Marchan, Marcan, I would see it and say, to hold the trial of President Trump in January 2024, right before the Republican primaries in February. Isn't that just a big, fat, dink? Jake Gibson over at Fox News, who was in the courtroom, said the prosecutors had asked for the January 2024 trial date. The Iowa caucuses will be on February 5th, 2024. That means prosecutors want a trial that would undoubtedly affect the race for the Republican nomination, both by distracting the current frontrunner and by tarnishing him relative to other candidates in the race. Oh, wait till I show you my final clip on this episode. It sums it all up. Sums it all up. And this is part of it, right? They, by any means necessary, stop President Trump. The requested date would also deprive Republican voters of the opportunity to accuse another candidate in the event that Trump was found guilty. It would force them to vote while the outcome of the trial is still in question. Trump's defense attorneys want as much time as, as it could get, Gibson said. However, it is likely Trump would prefer an earlier trial date if the case continues so that it is out of the way ahead of the presidential race. He's saying that if it does continue because it has been indicated that Trump's legal team is already working on asking for these this entire thing to be dismissed. President Trump will have to make a court appearance on December 4th during the heat of the primary debate season, which is supposed to start later this summer. For, for uh, interesting historical context, in 2020, Trump was forced to campaign for re-election during his impeachment trial which was brought by Democrats and which ultimately was unsuccessful. It also forced several Democrat candidates who were in the Senate, with a notable exception of Joe Biden, who was no longer in office, to attend the trial instead of campaigning in Iowa and New Hampshire. All right, Kevin McCarthy, what does the Speaker of the House have to say? Alvin Bragg is attempting to interfere in our democratic process by invoking federal law to bring politicized charges against President Trump, admittedly using federal funds while at the same time arguing that the people's representatives in Congress lack jurisdiction to investigate this farce. Not so. Bragg's weaponization of the federal justice process will be held accountable by Congress. And that's from the Speaker of the House and the majority GOP leader, Kevin McCarthy. Yeah, that still is the irony But irony and hypocrisy is lost on these demonic, devilish 
evil, vile, wicked, Luciferian, satanic forces in the Democrat Party and their rhino counterparts. You have to have some sort of conscience or something to be a hypocrite. These people are evil, vile, wicked, sociopaths, psychopaths. Take your pick. All of the above, any of the above, etc. But yeah, that irony is uh, still not lost on me. We're taking your money to go after Trump, but you can't tell us what to do. You don't have jurisdiction. I don't know. I guess it's like, like some of the modern parents that provide a roof over their children's head, give them their PlayStation or Xbox or whatever the hell the kid's playing nowadays, give them their cell phone, but then the kids go, you don't have a right to come in my room and see what I'm doing. You don't have a right to what I'm doing on my phone. You can't take my Xbox away like hell they can't. They paid for it. You can probably tell I'm not that type of parent. Luckily, I'm still a parent, but no longer have children at home. For all of you... My friends that laughed when I got married so young. (laughs) I'm not even 50 yet and I've been uh, an empty nester since last summer. How about them apples? Folks, I appreciate you being here. I got to be a little lighthearted, a little fun on these things, folks, because, uh, you know, like that old black gentleman told me today. I'm guessing guessing, uh, he had that military look about him. Bless your heart, sir. We've just officially become a third world country. Not just a banana republic, but a third world country. According to that old wise gentleman. Alvin Bragg McCarthy also tweeted out a few days ago, has irreparably damaged our country in an attempt to interfere in our presidential election. As he routinely... As he routinely... Why can't I say routinely? <laughs> As he routinely frees violent criminals to terrorize the public, he weaponized our sacred system of justice against President Donald Trump. The American people will not tolerate this injustice and the House of Representatives will hold Alvin Bragg and his unprecedented abuse of power to account. Now, I showed you the tweet from today and the tweet from a week ago. So we can hold Kevin McCarthy to account to do what he says he's going to do. Now, in his own words... Folks, we're going to see that uh, he gave Trump the win in explaining how this whole thing went down and what this was all about. Here's the first part of that. The defendant repeatedly made false statements on New York business records. He also caused others to make false statements. The defendant claimed that he was paying Michael Cohen for legal services performed in 2017. This simply was not true. Says Alvin Bragg, but he's got to prove that in court. And he couldn't prove it before. FEC couldn't prove it a few years ago, so they dropped the case. He dropped the case. His predecessor dropped the case because Alvin uh, uh, Michael Cohen is an attorney and attorneys get attorney fees. And you can't say, oh, these attorney fees were really a reimbursement for the $130,000 that Michael Cohen took out in a HELOC, Home Equity Lender Credit, to pay off Dorothy Daniels. Remember, Michael Cohen is a convicted perjurer and Stormy Daniels has a written denial of the affair with President Trump. We're supposed to forget all of that, right? And it was a false statement that the defendant made month after month in 2017. And so because it's month after month, 
that is what the 34 counts are. It's like, he, he said it on May 17th. On May 20th, he said it. And every single time he said the lie, they're making that a, 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 a different count in the indictment. Absolutely Mickey Mouse. April, May, June, and so on through the rest of the year. For nine straight months, the defendant held documents in his hand containing this key lie, that he was paying Michael Cohen for legal services performed in 2017. Uh, let's see, Michael Cohen was his, was an attorney. So what was he paying him for? For the medallions for his taxi business? Was he paying him for foot rubs <laughs> up in Trump Tower? I mean... They could say anything at this point, right? They could say, oh, it's reimbursement for what Michael Cohen paid Stormy Daniels. Let's not forget that Bob uh, Costello came in, Michael Cohen's former attorney, and said, Michael Cohen's a liar. And he said he had nothing on Trump and he was desperate and would say anything not to go to jail. We're supposed to ignore all of that, of course. And obviously, so did the grand jury. What does Georgie Porgy Zorro and the CIA and the others have on these people to get them to actually sign off on this indictment. And he personally signed checks for payments to Michael Cohen for each of these nine months. In total, the grand jury found there were 34 documents with this critical false statement. Why did Donald Trump repeatedly make these false statements? says the person making false statements and leaking grand jury information as well. All right, Mike Sonovich, interesting, said, I wanted DeSantis, but no way Trump loses a primary after indictment. Author, filmmaker, and highly followed conservative Twitter influencer Mike Sonovich said Tuesday that former President Donald Trump will win the GOP primary after previously supporting Governor Ron DeSantis' potential bid. Now, I know Mike Sonovich is kind of a divisive guy. I met him over at uh, Candace Owens' uh, inaugural Blexit event in Los Angeles a few years ago. Took my children with me. Uh, met Mike Cernovich, nice guy. Um, but this is what he had to say. Everyone knows I wanted DeSantis for his competent governorship and ability to work and understand systems. I only write what I feel to be true. But Tuesday charges against Trump changed his opinion. Cernovich said after Trump's laughable indictment, there is no way the former president could lose to any potential GOP challenger. Anything can happen, that's life, but no way Trump loses a primary after today. He's been elevated to an entirely new level. DeSantis could completely transform this country for the better as Attorney General under President Trump. The Trump indictment, which I read, would be laughable in any other circumstance. It's the same offense copied and pasted 34 times with the date changed each time. This is the biggest farce I've seen. And that's what I was showing you before. Alvin Bragg going, every single time he signed a check or whatever, this is the new count. That that th This is like someone getting... Maybe this happens. I don't know. You think that you, you beat up somebody, right? You have an assault and battery charge. Assault charge, right? Assault and battery. And then you get 17 counts for every single punch you punched them. I mean, that's what it seems like to me. Biden was asked if the indictment of his predecessor was politically divisive. Is the indictment of your predecessor politically divisive? 
Yep, the handlers got to handle Joey with kid gloves, ushering people out, and he grinning like the village idiot that he is, that Joe Biden. All right, let's remind ourselves that during his primary campaign running for the DA, Avin Bragg bragged about going after Trump. He was going after the man, not finding a crime. Let's talk about what's waiting for the new DA, the docket. We know there's a Trump investigation. I have investigated Trump and his children and held them accountable for their misconduct with the Trump Foundation. And his children. Hunter Biden, oh, he's a private citizen. He's he's off limits. But Trump kids, totally fair game. I have investigated Trump and his children and held them accountable for their misconduct with the Trump Foundation. I also sued the Trump administration more than 100 times for DACA, the travel ban, separation of children from their families at the border. So I know that work. I know how to follow the facts and hold people in power accountable. Let's talk about what's waiting for the new DA. And he's a new DA, and that's what he's doing, continuing the witch hunt. After easily winning the general election, Bragg refused to bring charges against Trump against Trump in 2022 over the family's real estate practices. Upon receiving criticism from his far-left constituents, he excused the lack of prosecution on the case's readiness. Come on, Breitbart. Uh, after receiving criticism from his far-left constituents? No. After receiving orders from Georgie Porgie Zorro. That is why. Far-left constituents. They're so they're too busy trying to figure out what a woman is and creative ways to kill their offspring and you know figure out how to be easily offended and, and, and what's the next woke thing. It wasn't because of his constituents. It was because he is a puppet and he's controlled and he follows orders. Bragg did not stop with the real estate inquiry. Bragg won a conviction late last year on the Bragg won a conviction late last year of the Trump organization on charges of orchestrating a 15-year tax fraud, though Trump personally was not charged in the incident. Why? Well, folks, this this is one of the reasons why we we Trump has won. The same guy who went after Trump organization could not go after Trump because Trump doesn't do the accounting. He has accountants and CFOs and bookkeepers and a whole bunch of other people. And yet, they're getting him on the Stormy Daniels thing. A few months later, Bragg's office began presenting evidence to the grand jury about payments to Stormy Daniel. Last month, or a few weeks ago, Bragg convinced the jury in New York to indict Trump. Legal experts believe the case holds little merit. Law professor Jonathan Turley criticized it as legally pathetic. Meanwhile, since assuming... Office in early 2022, Bragg has built a reputation declining to bring felony charges, decreasing felony convictions, and decreasing felonies to misdemeanors, and failing to request bail for uh, suspects of felonies. Totally inconsistent. Meanwhile, in New York City, Hunter is resuming the selling of his art to anonymous buyers. I mean, really, folks. 
the contrast. Can it be any more stark? Hunter Biden is set to resume selling paintings to anonymous buyers in New York City this week, getting paid by the CCP and other foreigners, despite an ongoing house investigation into the novice's painter's art sales. Hunter's art will be featured at a New York art exhibition besides famous abstract painters on Thursday. The event will be held at Hunter's art dealer's gallery, George Berger's gallery in Soho. Some of the art to be featured along uh, Hunter's include works by renowned artists Elaine de Kooning and Helen Frankenhaler. Frankenthaler? I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm not an art snob, so don't know. He is scheduled to attend the exhibition to promote his work, the New York Post reported. So far, he sold about 12 paintings for less than the asking price of $500,000 per the Washington Post. But folks, looks like he still has cleared over a few million. But, you know, but he's a private citizen. Can't go after him. Dr. Ben Carson says, Today, proudly, I stand with my friend Donald J. Trump. The American people should be appalled by this case of political persecution and outrage by the current state of our judicial system. Join me in praying for the future of our nation. That maybe we can once again become a developing nation and leave this embarrassing third world tyranny action that we have just behold. That we just beheld? That we just beheld. Ronnie Jackson Congressman out of Texas and former physician to Bush, Obama, and Trump. Today will go down as one of the darkest days in American history. I never would have imagined this happening in America. It's sickening. The American people will not stand for this. Hey, Fat Alvin, go ahead and celebrate with another jelly donut, but get ready to answer some serious questions from Congress. Fat Albert. Had a great show and even a movie with what's his name uh, from um, from Senate Live, Keenan. Um, now we got Fat Alvin. Maybe he'll get a made-for-movie TV. So we got Ronnie Jackson and Kevin McCarthy saying that Congress will hold him accountable. By the way, Team Trump already out with uh, a T-shirt said not guilty. I'm going to order that as soon as I'm done with uh, recording this. Just in case you missed it, the daughter of the judge, Murchan, overseeing this, worked on the Kamala Harris campaign and now serves as president of a company that has Biden-Harris campaign as client. But she's a private citizen, so we're not supposed to criticize her. Meanwhile, how many times was Eric Trump interviewed and they're going after Donald Trump Jr.? I'm just looking at Twitter. Donald Trump Jr. just tweeted a picture of the judge's daughter saying she worked for the Biden-Harris campaign seems to be relevant. Oh it is not relevant. It is not relevant. She's an individual adult. But She's an individual adult. Ivanka wasn't an individual adult. Okay, let's, say, let's take Ivanka off the table, right? Because she worked in the administration. Eric? Don Jr.? Remember, supposedly trying to do a deal in Russia? sitting down for a meeting for a deal in Russia, even though that's what they do, international business development, all going after the Trump and the Trump children. Hunter Biden, nothing, even though he has no experience in the energy sector and was making money where his dad was the point person for Ukraine as vice president. 
this is what I was about to say. This is the game they play. It's not a game. It's not a game. This is how they play. Right. They try to intimidate. They attack and they put at risk people who they put at risk. Yeah. Everything is putting at risk when you call out the crimes and the nepotism and the connections of the Democrats and their insider movements. Should not be dragged into this process. If Donald Donald Trump is presumed innocent, if he can beat these charges, good for him. The judge's daughter has nothing to do with this, but this is what they do. Okay, but let's. If this were isolated, we'd be like, okay, you know, but how is this isolated? As I reported this morning, the DA's office has taken down their executive leadership part of their webpage because. The Gateway Pundit was going through it and finding all the different connections of how they worked on campaigns, donated to campaigns. You know, Jack Smith of the special counsel hates Trump. They all have connections to Mueller, to Georgie Porgy Zorro. They, I mean, there's all these things. Every single one of these things are anti-Trump, TDS-ridden, foaming at the mouth, weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth demons that hate America, hate, excuse me, specifically hate Trump and his family. We're supposed to ignore that. Now, we would give George Merchant a pass if it was just a dink that his daughter worked for Kamala Harris. But this is not even par for course. It is like 99% of the time, everyone involved has some previous connection to Obama, Biden, Harris, Democrats, money, BLM. Like they're all one big incestuous group and it's sick. So no, she's not off. She, she's not off limits. This is how he, they have so taken this country off the rails and outside and the norms. And a- off the rails and outside the norms as they are celebrating the, the, and, and the covering of the indictment of a former president over misdemeanors. Wow. Isn't that rich? Reason why they took the uh, prosecutor's pictures off the, off the website. <laughs> Whatever. Public figures. All right, folks, here, here's, uh, here, here's, here's where it is. Here's the second part of how Alvin Bragg just gave President Trump the win over these ridiculous, some would say, redonkulous indictment charges. The indictment says that uh, there were pretty poor faults of business uh, um, records. And they would then conceal another crime, but the indictment does not specifically say what those crimes were. We are okay. So these thirty-four felony counts were were bumped from misdemeanors to Class E felonies because supposedly they were concealing another crime. And the reporter saying, "You're saying he's coming up with the other prime crime, but what are the other crimes? What are the other crimes?" And then there's an even more important question, which you'll see here in a second. Assuming perhaps that they might be elected later, I'm wondering if you can uh, specify what laws were also broken. Right. So let me let me say as an initial matter that the indictment doesn't specify because the law does not so require. The indictment doesn't specify the underlying crime by which we elevated the misdemeanor to a felony, because the law does not so require. So he can use a loophole, but Trump can't. That seems like a pretty dumb law. But put that aside, what does that say? He has no case. He's not willing to put in the indictment 
the underlying crimes that supposedly are the reason why the misdemeanors were bumped up to an indictment. But then an even better question gets asked, a very obvious question. Uh, in my remarks, I mentioned a couple of laws, which I will highlight uh, again now. Uh, the, the, the first is New York State election law, which makes it a crime uh, to conspire to promote a candidacy by unlawful means. Nothing unlawful was done. I further indicated a, a number of unlawful means, including more additional false statements, including statements that were planned to be made to tax authorities. Uh, I also noted the federal election law cap. The federal election law, which the FEC looked at this and did not prosecute. They hate Trump and they found nothing here. There was no there there. But Alvin Bragg, who said there was no there there previously, all of a sudden gets a phone call from the Georgie Porgy and Obama folks, and he does what a good boy does. Contribution, contribution uh, limits. But why weren't there those crimes charged? That's a question. Then why weren't those char crimes charged? Why did, if the underlying crimes are these things that you're saying, why did you elevate the misdemeanors to felonies, the same one, 34 times, because of the underlying crimes, why didn't you just prosecute those underlying crimes? Well, we, we, I'm not going to go into our deliberate process on what was brought. The charges that were brought were the ones that were brought. The evidence in the law uh, is, is the basis for those decisions. In other words, Alvin Bragg just admitted he has no case and this thing should be dismissed and is a farce. He said, hey, I didn't tell you the underlying crime. Let me make sure that everyone understands this. And I don't want to insult anyone's intelligence. I'm just not going to assume that everyone has been following this closely. These 34 counts are misdemeanor counts that have been elevated to a classy felony because you can do that so because you can make a misdemeanor a felony if you can make the case that these misdemeanors were done in the committing of another crime. But he won't say what that other crime is. And then when he's asked, well, why didn't you just prosecute those crimes? He says, I'm not going to get in that discussion. We just didn't do it. These are the charges we're bringing forth. In other words, I, ha I am a loser and I have no case. Wow. Felony crimes in New York State, no matter who you are, we cannot and will not normalize serious criminal conduct. Says the man who reduced 50% of all felony charges to misdemeanors. The defendant repeatedly made false statements on New York business records. He also caused others felony crime. So anyway, ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. All right. Deucey time. Deucey with the doozy. Biden is a lawyer. Is he? And, and the president of the United States and the commander in chief. But go ahead. He is. But uh, as a lawyer, is he concerned at all that a local DA indicting a former president could, down the line, open up the possibility, set the precedent, that local DAs that don't like former President Biden could indict him? I'm not going to comment from here. Why don't you have more to say about the Trump investigation? It is an ongoing... Uh it's an ongoing investigation. It's like South Park.
case and i've been very clear about that we've been prudent about that not commenting on ongoing cases right there face of a liar face of a liar we're going to stick to that but for better or worse all that anybody in the country is talking about at this exact moment while we're in here is trump and they look here to find out what the white house thinks about it well, I think the American people should feel reassured that when there is an ongoing case like this one, that we're just not commenting. What an embarrassment. At least, at least, uh, her predecessor, Jen Psaki, was smart and interesting. And so, does the lack of comment mean that you do not think? I love Peter Ducey. He, he just keeps going for it. I'd imagine he was a riot at school. I'd imagine he was a riot in grade school. I would love to have sat next to him. He was the one who gives the teacher a hard time. Like the kid who knows more than the teacher, but plays with the teacher because they're bored and they finish the work in the first seven minutes. You know that person that grasped... Uh, Calculus, like in the first week, they understood, oh, okay, yeah, we're just calculating the slopes of everything underneath the area of the graph. Yeah, I got this. And you're still trying to grasp the concept, and they already grabbed it. And they're bored, and they're playing with the teacher. That, that was Ducey in school, I'm sure. Anything happening in New York today is one of the top issues facing the country at the moment. That's your assessment? Uh, that's not my assessment. That's your assessment. Even leftists were celebrating the indictment of President Trump. It was the biggest thing going on in New York at the time of this. And that's your that's your opinion. It's not that big of a news story that the former president is being indicted on trumped up charges in New York. No comment. I'm just laying out the facts that we are just not going to comment on an ongoing uh, case from here. And we've been very consistent. We've been very prudent. And we're going to stick there. And then here, here's the biggest lie I've heard today. And that we've heard quite a few lies today. Uh, when we first learned uh, about, uh, about, the, um, about the indictment, uh, the president was not given a heads up. Uh, he was uh, briefed by his chief of staff, and he learned about this just like all of you uh, through the reporting. Uh, when we first yeah, he just uh, learned through the reporting. He had no idea. Oh, they're raiding President Trump's Mar-a-Lago. I had no idea. Oh, they're indicting President Trump. I had no idea. I heard it on the news. No one believes that honking pile of smelly horse manure and BS, Corinne Jean Pierre. Nobody. Not even you, with all your blinking. All right, let's just go back to Biden. Biden told us what this is all about. He said the quiet part out loud. Let's end with this. Folks, please uh, want to thank you for being here. Like, share, subscribe, or follow if you're listening to this on podcast format. Uh, share the link to this on social media so other people can be aware of the analysis that I do every day, twice a day. Today, it's been three times a day on what's going on in the world of politics and U.S. politics and geopolitics. We just have to demonstrate that he will not take power uh, by, uh, if we, uh, if he does run, 
making sure he, uh, under the legitimate efforts of uh, our Constitution, does not become the next president again. This is all, the, get Trump is all about stopping Trump because they can't stop him any other way. What they did a couple years ago, we are all hoping as a one-off. I'll just leave it at that. But the Trump train has added a whole bunch of cabooses and forget steam coal power. It is now electrified, diesel powered and gas powered and turbocharged and supercharged. Like Cernovich says, DeSantis, you don't have a chance now. It's all about Trump. Like, share, subscribe.